You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good morning. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. As always, I'm joined with Greg Campbell and David Warren. I am that's Paul Stevenson, one of the owners and mortgage agents over at Referral Mortgages here in Ottawa. Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda, also in Ottawa, expert realtor, machine. And David Warren is my business partner over at Referral Mortgages. He's also an owner and also an expert mortgage agent. Gentlemen, I got to introduce our sponsor first. Coffee. We've got a coffee sponsor. So if you guys are listening right now, you want to get 20% off your next cup of coffee, your next bag of coffee your beans, 20%. Just use the code word podcast, northbrew.ca, and you'll get it. Gentlemen, did you get it this week? Did you get after it? How's the week going? (laughs) You know, I'll tell you something. I'm away, and, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through a week where I'm very, very busy right now. I'm very busy with work, productive work. But I went away, and I have colleagues who are very helpful. But I decided that for this trip, I was going to work while I'm work more while I'm away, uh, and just have showings be handled by my colleagues. And I have been uh, not as Relaxed. I mean, I'm relaxed because I'm working in a space that's fantastic, obviously. But I've had a lot to do. I've been working a lot while I'm away, so I've decided that next time I I do this, uh, which will be in 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 August, that I am just passing it all off to someone completely. That conversation with my clients, and I'm getting at least four days of silence. Of phone completely off, and I'm not engaging. Uh, it's because it's been it's been wild. And now I'm here at a cottage on Big Rideau Lake with my uh, my parents, which is really nice, and my uh, my wife and my children. But uh, yeah, to be working pretty much half the time while I'm away is not as uh, it's not it's not amazing this time around when there's a lot going on. But that's it's what we important. Do. It's important that, to to take some time to yourself. You know, it's it, it, uh, it mental health is as, is as important as uh, physical health and everything else. You know, you got to take some time to yourself, recharge, regroup. But I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been nice doing it like this, but yeah, I've been really busy this year than I thought I would be. So that's, that's, that's the thing. But I mean, this is what we do for our, for our clients. Hmm. We can work this way. We can work from it. We're available. We should be grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you. We're grateful for you, Gregory. We're grateful for you. It's, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think this year up until, you know, things are, uh, you know, we got news that things were getting into phase two next week. I think things are starting to open up. People are, uh, I definitely have felt a a shift in the mood in the city. It feels like people are very optimistic and, um, you know, a lot more positive minded. And I think that just speaks to what you're saying, Greg, just be more grateful and feeling blessed for what we do have and not, uh, not, not, not getting mad at the things we don't or what's frustrating us. Uh, it's very important to, to reflect on that. I've, you know, 
I've had to do that a lot lately as well. And I think, uh, you know, Dave, I'm sure you're in the same boat, but as we get busy, it's important to take that time to yourself and regroup and it's only going to benefit your clients and your staff and everyone else on your team as well, Greg. So good on you for, uh, for taking that time to yourself. Thank you. And I, and I also got to acknowledge that it's amazing that we're doing this podcast right here where I'm, I'm away. Paul, you're at your new home that you've been waiting to get into. You look fantastic in your yard. <laughs> David is also away. We're here for to- 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 rep. To- rep. We're here. Go repping. We're, we're, we're not missing the show. We're not missing the show. We're giving you what you want. <laughs> it's very true. It's, Greg, it's, you... It's, it's amazing what we can do. We got to get Greg a lapel mic for when he's at the windy, the windy willow. Oh, you guys. Have- <laughs> nah, it's this is oh, a little choppy. Good. It's a choppy, choppy waters, but it's okay. We can hear you. For anyone listening back on uh, on Spotify, they might have some issues, but we'll we'll jack it up. That's what the edit's for. <laughs> I, I, so, I apologize in advance, guys. I uh, I don't like that. David, how are you doing? What's going on over there? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a, uh, you know, kind of, as, as Greg said, trying to uh, disconnect, not able to, but, uh, all good. Uh, no, it's been a, uh, it's been, an, it's been an interesting week. Yeah. It's been an interesting week. Um, from a, uh, uh, from what and seeing in the market, uh, you know, it's kind of been, you know, we've been talking about a shift in more supply and, and, uh, and places, not having the multiple offers, but I think there's, but I have been, what I've been finding is that buyers and their realtors are still hardwired to be offering more than the list price or believing they need to offer more than the list price or leave out conditions when there's no one else offering on it. Um, and I think that's just, um, what they've been seeing over the last year, year and a half. And then, so they kind of feel like they have to, and I've been trying to guide, guide clients and the realtors, listen, well, let's, we, let's, let's add in a condition or two if you, you know, if we can. Um, and I find that's been, uh, that's been interesting this week that I've, you know, I've been asking, is there anyone else going in on the property or there are other offers? No. Well, you know, I've kind of not been questioning, but you're still going in 75 over asking, or you're still leaving out all your conditions. Like why, why is that? And I, right. I think, I think that buy the buyers are still, feeling like they have to in order to secure it. And I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's a product of kind of the way that the markets, um, hardwired, the hardwired people or whether it's, or whether they're being pushed that way or, or, you know, what kind of that, what's pushing that, or if this, or if the listings, listing agents or sellers are, are demanding that, um, have you been seeing anything like that, Greg, or, or have you been experiencing that as well? A lot of it, a lot of it. So I have, I have two things that I've been doing lately with buyers is we have, we submit our first offer. I'm always the first one at the table. I think I've told you guys this before. We'll submit our first offer with conditions. As soon as the other offer comes in, then we will remove the conditions need be. So, but what you're saying is 100% correct. Like if they're hard, everyone's hardwired to expect that now. And when you meet, you meet a new, a new buyer or whatever, they, ex- they expect not to, uh, not to have conditions. They, they, they're aware of that. now. So it's almost, like, it's almost like reeducating your clients. I heard there's no conditions. And then it's like, what's a condition? I'm like, okay. 
education needs yeah. to start start over again. But uh, yeah, it's, it, and it, and it's true. You're the only offer coming in. Put your conditions in there. You need to protect yourself. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, conditions are great. They should be there. I even I had a listing. An offer came in with conditions, and I told my clients, I said, "Look, there's conditions in the offer." And I, t- I said to them, "I'm like, you have a perfect house." I go, and it's it's high end. We should accept it with conditions because you're protecting yourself in a sense that, that they're going to be able to close properly without any issues. You know, yeah, that's a different yeah. way to flip it. I'm and wild. Yeah, and I think especially you know when there's no other offers and they're still believing or they're being guided. Um, what I feel is incorrectly of, of even leaving out inspections, um, you know, and then going in where there's no other offers and they're leaving out a, leaving out the home inspection, um, at a, you know, at a minimum. Um, and I find that pretty surprising that they're getting the, you know, in some cases getting that advice or, or feeling like they need to. And what I, you know, I mean, I'm not in the trenches. I'm not on that, like speaking with the, the listing agent or, or know, you know, how much activity is, is maybe, or eyeballs that property is getting, but I do feel like, uh, you know, with the shift in the market, more supply, uh, places aren't as competitive because they're, you know, it's, as we've been talking about, that shift has been kind of becoming a little bit more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think people need to get back to the mindset of, you know, it's protecting you and it's protecting the sellers of having those conditions that, you know, if, if they have a home inspection, they can, nothing, something's not coming up later. And I know there was an article that we were reading uh, about, you know, this, a poor couple that left out a, uh, that didn't do a home inspection. They were guided not to. And, and, and snow melting, there was basically a trash heap uh, in the backyard that they're now having to remediate the soil because it's basically contaminated. It's cost them a fortune. Obviously this is, you know, rare, you know, this is a unique circumstance, but, but certainly that's protecting as well as the buyers and the seller. It, you know, a home inspection is allowing then buyers buying it fully, you know, they know the issues up front. Uh, they know what's wrong with that property and, and they're not going back to the sellers after closing saying, you know, this wasn't disclosed or, or something of that nature and trying to go after them for that. Those, you know, maybe uh, costs of you know, repairs or what have you, but mm-hmm. um, anything, and, and, yeah, and, and I a lot of, I don't listings, know. I don't know what, uh, let's see. And a lot of listings we're starting to finally, I think I mentioned this last week, but we're seeing uh, pre home inspections. Like I've spoken with you guys about, but there's a lot of agents doing it now. And I think it's great. So that, you know, you, you want to go see a house. Oh, hello waves. And you want to, you want to go see a house and uh, they have the inspection on hand. So you can already see it. And that, that will relieve you from having to do a home inspection. So you're getting everything that you want. You can be better informed when you submit your offer. Um, of course, you can always submit a condition saying that you want your own anyways, but a lot of agents are doing it. And I hats off to them because not everyone is, and we've still got these scenarios. Call that the big stuff seal. Big stuff seal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I'm doing it, and uh, there's a lot of great agents that are doing it. Not everyone is, but I only think it'll be a matter of time until uh, either every listing coming up will have a pre-inspection or they will be accepting the home inspection condition. Like, we're not far off. We're going back towards... And there's, the, there has been talk the in the... Market here. There has been talk in a lot of articles about RICO, uh, Real Estate Commission of Ontario, of bringing in 
mandatory home inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think, I think that would be a great thing. And, and I think over, you know, we might see that over the next year. Um, I guess we'll, time will tell and we'll see, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's something that, uh, that's not done enough and, and you're purchasing such a, uh, uh, a, an expensive investment and to leave, to, to leave that out or not to do it, like whether it's a preemptive inspection or, uh, anything like that, to, to leave it out is, uh, in any capacity, I think is so risky, but yeah, I agree. I think there should be, uh, and I, even the, the old school seller SPIS seller property disclosure form, it, it, like it, it needs to be there. A lot of people are getting worn out, and I think a lot of people are getting screwed over in, in, in a market like this. But in a market like this that is now changing, I, I 100% mandatory inspections, mandatory financing. I think it just should it should be there. Uh, everyone's everyone's more aware. Everyone will end up being happier overall. Yeah, it's interesting, especially after our discussion with uh, with Irina last week. I think that you know. Based on just simple supply and demand, there had been so much demand over the last 18 months that they just had to pump out. Like homes were just flying off the shelf, obviously. Now that things are kind of slowly balancing themselves out, I think now is the time to actually implement those, you know, new regulations that that should impose some of those things that will protect both buyers and sellers. Um, And I know there's definitely been talks, as you mentioned, Dave, from Rico. So, you know, I think now that the dust has settled a bit on, on the chaos and things slowly trend back towards normality that we should, uh, should definitely, you know, hopefully see some of those, those new regulations come into play before the end of 2021. Um, Greg, something else that we saw this week that I wanted to touch on was, uh, you know, there's a really interesting article about, uh, basically realtors or or in quotes, realtors, investors that uh, are dropping handwritten. And again, I put in quotes, handwritten notes, um, offering to pay cash for people's houses. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone has gotten these and it, I almost, you know, kind of laugh when you see it and it's got the, uh, the cursive, uh, ink that's part of the paper, like clearly not handwritten, uh, offering to buy your house for cash at uh, fair market value. Um, is this something that you see Greg? And I wanted to just kind of talk to, you know, some of the risks involved in that, that they spoke to in the article. I currently see a, a caterpillar on my, on my foot. That's what it turns <laughs> <laughs> soon to be butterfly yeah wow. you know wow there's a lot there's a lot of these guys around little caterpillars so that whole thing has been going on forever yeah hold on oh little oh wee little caterpillar <laughs> oh there you go ah little anyway, wee man so, um I, I like to i like to take care of the take care of nature so of course. you know that letter's been going around forever um that, that letter, I think, was originally part of one of the guys from Dragon's Den. He was involved in that whole um, concept of that. I don't know why I can't remember his name. But yeah, so they go in, and it's a, two things. So I read that article, and it was really funny how I was like, why is there a big picture of, of that guy on there? Like, why, why is he there? Is he involved, or is he just is the whistleblower? And, you know, secondly, uh, this is something that a lot of people have been getting in their mailboxes, but... You know, of course, most people are educated. Most people see the news and they understand that the market is what it is. But these guys will come in and they'll gladly offer you a cash, probably, you know, in a lot of scenarios, a hundred thousand under undervalued. 
And then they'll flip it and they'll advertise it to sell pre-close. Remember? And, and we, we mm-hmm. talked about this on a bit, but we were going to actually have an episode about it. But so they'll, they'll flip it around. And if someone comes in and, and uh, or, you know, they'll list it, they'll buy it, then they'll list it and then they'll sell it and they'll make a profit. And then they'll, they'll push their, their uh, finance company, their lender, um, their, um, you know, their realtor, whoever is working on it, be like, you know, work with us, you know, you get this at, uh, at what still may be even a discount. So I don't know. Everybody should stay away from that. So as far as I'm not, I'm not going to knock the hustle. It's a great idea. Like, you know, figure it out, but I don't know. And there are a lot of those letters that are actually legitimate. Like, you know, you might have two clients that are actually looking to buy in, you know, Beacon Hill or where have you, and you might actually drop real letters for saying like, you know, I have a client that's looking to buy on this street, but I'd say of every 10 of those letters, you know, maybe one of them is genuine, right? Two of them are genuine. The majority of those are lead generators trying to get the conversation going, et cetera, which again, as you said, it's good to get those conversations going. And if you're interested, obviously, you know, have the conversation, but also be aware that there's a lot of people out there that are trying to get a deal out of you, right? And, and trying to circumvent going through the proper processes for that reason. Well, and they're assigning the property yeah, before, right. like Greg said, they're assigning before closing. Like they're not even closing on that property. They're just assign, you know, they're putting an assignment clause in that purchase agreement and, and, and assigning it to a new seller uh, before closing. So they're actually, you know, all they've really done is generate that, that deal without actually having to put any money up um, beforehand. So it's, it's something where if you're, go- yeah, like you said, Paul, if you're going ahead with it or something that is of interest to you, make sure you involve your, your lawyer and, and also, you know, if it's something where you want to make sure it closes, uh, you know, don't allow them to have an assign assignment clause in it. Um, yeah. things like that to force them to close on it. I mean, if, if the price is right for you and you want to, you know, and it seems like an easy transaction, you are looking to sell then, then, you know, maybe go ahead with it, but, but go ahead with it with eyes wide open. <laughs> The problem is the price is wrong, bitch. Hey, most of the time, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, edu- it's education, right? And, and, comp- and things like this, it's like when that whole thing came out years ago, it, it, it probably had a different mindset around it, people involved, but now it's, they basically know that they're targeting people who are not informed. Yeah. And that's sad because that's you're taking advantage and i mean and again like i said i get it like everybody's got their thing but i i'm not down with that style at all now Um, a lot of these though are not even agents right they're actually people just saying i'm an investor and i will buy cash so these people aren't necessarily even licensed agents like they're not like that's what i'm saying if it's a realtor saying have someone that wants to buy on your street or in your neighborhood and they're dropping a letter there's there probably genuinely is most of the time some interest there but in these cases where it's you know in quotes an investor that wants to buy your house cash i mean they're they're looking to 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 make that greg i know you love this word to kind of fill that delta and make that money right on that spread between uh between what they buy it at and what they can sell it at mm-hmm. you know and that's why we we work with a new uh company um i mean you know here i'm, I'm gonna self-promote here a bit how so dare you at, at, at blue panda we work with a company called knocked um through uh it, it's a company built by another local realtor Derek cooper and what they do and you guys you guys know you guys know about this actually mm-hmm. you're both your parents got there which is amazing they got knocked. <laughs> but so so what it is is it's it's a door knocking platform but it's it's third party so as a realtor you 
find a house that your client wants, which I think I think this platform is going to explode in the next little while as things change, and you, you have a letter from the client who we are, why would we want to live in the area, and then they send with their names on it, mailed, not just dropped off to make it look like a box, and then the seller gets it. If they're interested, they contact the app, and then then the app, well, the people running the app will contact us. So there's no, so you also don't have to like, oh, this is just another realtor trying to get at me, and uh, you know they're all they're all nervous or they're they're angry, saying like I'm tired of these letters. Um, but this is actually like, no, no, no. You talk to somebody else. You talk to the to knock through through knock. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm terrible at describing this right now. No. And uh, and then they get they they get in touch with us when once it's qualified. Once once they're qualified, once they have that conversation, I mean, I, I think it's a great platform, and I, th- I think things are really going to explode in terms of agents being able to shop for homes off market for their buyers. Uh, you know, as things settle down. But uh, yeah, these these letters with the people coming in taking advantage. I get it, but uh, beware. I think most people are aware of it now. I think that's a dying and, uh, thing, Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and, and from a, uh, I think, Greg, you were looking into a little bit of the numbers this past, uh, like where, we are, where we've been kind of trending as far as uh, listings and, and sales and uh, all of that. What, what have you been seeing? Are the numbers significantly up in terms of uh, number of transactions being or number of properties being listed as well as number of transactions? Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, listings are way up. Homes aren't selling as quickly unless they're exceptional. Uh, there's more erratic behavior amongst uh, sellers and agents Listing low, not getting offers, relisting high, not selling, relisting low. Um, it's a pretty, uh, it's very, very difficult to navigate right now. And uh, who, whoever you're working with, if you're a buyer or a seller, just you know, ask ask a lot of questions mm. because I'm, I'm I'm dealing with it every day on both sides of it. Very happy that I've been in this business long enough to be able to properly inform people and have the conversations. And you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm saying, like, look, I go, um, I go. My job is is to guide you through this process. This is taking much longer than I ever thought it would. I go, but I'm, the, I, I'm the data. I have the data. I'm giving you the information so that you can make a better decision. Uh, because it's it's not easy. And I think I think a lot of people are having a hard time. Agents and everyone. Jesus, sorry guys, the uh, waves are getting wild. I think it's raining here in a second. Here, I might have to move. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's it's in. Oh yes, hello. Uh, now, water is touching my feet now on the dock. I feel like I'm in some type of nature show. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I was gonna, just going to say that I think uh, I think it's important for people that are working with both yourself and and David and I and and just people on our team that that they see us as an advisor. You know, like I think the issue over the last year and a half, as, as I know you've mentioned this, Greg, and I think you have too, Dave, that people just assume that they could just list their house, 
they talk to a realtor and it's going to sell in a day and that's basically the end of the transaction, but it really shouldn't be that way, right? There should be a conversation. It should be advice-based and then based on your advice, make an informed decision as opposed to just, listen, I need you to do this transaction, put this number on this paper for me and submit it. You know, like you're literally an experienced advisor as are David and I. And when people talk to us, like our goal is to educate them on their options and educate them on what's possible. And then they can make an informed decision. You know, it's not to push them one way or the other. If someone's, I know you said this last week, Greg, but if someone's like bullying you or pressuring you to, to put in an offer or to sell at a certain price or something, it really should be advice-based. And obviously there's some people that are a little more hesitant and maybe need a bit of a, like a bit more like further advice to make that decision. Um, you know, some people are very analytical and so on, and that's, that's to be expected. Um, but it's important not to feel ever like you're being pressured into a decision or, or, you know, that something's off, right? Like if you feel, I know you said this last week, and I think maybe even the week before, if something's off, there's probably a reason for that. And, and you want to make sure that you feel comfortable in these, in these large purchase transactions. Now, now with the number, with the increase in, in supply that's, uh, that's coming on, uh, you know, earlier in the year, um, end of last year, you know, you were definitely trying to find a place before listing your own, um, you know, now with properties not moving as quickly because, uh, you know, of, of extra supply, would you say, Greg, that people should possibly be looking to list in some cases before, um, purchasing because it's going to, sometimes it's taking a little bit longer, um, or, or what, what are you advising from like a closing date standpoint if purchasing before? Cause I know, you know, and I think Paul, what you were alluding as well is, is from an advice based is, is for people that are buying of having that, you know, worst case scenario in mind, what's your, what's your plan a, you know, buying and then listing and, you know, cause you're using that proceeds for your down payment, but what happens buying, you don't sell as quickly, you know, what's that plan B look like? Um, but have you seen any pivot, Greg, or, or kind of a change in, time. in mindset? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, especially even in the last, in the last four weeks, the, uh, it's just completely changed. If you're not, you need to sell your house before you buy. And now you can, because the inventory is there. Yeah. You're not going to get stuck. You know, within the last year and a half, it was, you know, the fear was you can't find what you want unless you, you know, if you have something to sell, you can't find it after you sell because it's so, so it's limited. You have like yeah. maybe like maybe, maybe four options and those four options used to come like one a week, right? Now it's now it's like you sell and you've got, you know, you've got a lot of homes to see end up seeing 20 homes in a couple of weeks and then you'll find something and then you're also going to protect yourself because uh if you haven't sold i mean there's more options more options to everybody besides the, shunt, the assumption is that the, the assumption is that the, the supply chain should increase like improve as well with people getting back into work and in factories and stuff so hopefully over the next uh you know two months we should see some of the uh you know new developments that have been delayed hopefully get back on track or close to back on track i know i have some people that were supposed to close in april that's now been pushed to december um there's just some wild stuff that has been you know again to be expected as per Irina's comments last week uh costs went up uh you know supplies were low but i think everything should balance out which should help also yeah. create more supply and hopefully balance out the market a bit further end thought that's the end of my thought uh <laughs> things are definitely changing i mean I, I got another 
very valid statement here. So in terms of new bills, can't hear you, Greg. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So, you know, what would happen is the builders don't need us. So they don't offer commission for, for us to bring anyone to buy their home because they have so much, so much accessibility to buyers. And then it changes where they need us and they're offering full commission, almost a full like real estate percentage commission because they're lacking buyers because of buyer fear, buying something new, a new build even. And then the last year it just turned into, now we don't need you. And then there were the lotteries and the auctions. But right now, literally as of yesterday, I'm saying this now on Torep, as of yesterday, I got two, two emails from builders offering 3% cobrokes to bring buyers to their homes because they're not selling. Wow. And what does that mean? And what does that mean? Does that mean that the property is, is overpriced? The new build is overpriced? Maybe. Maybe it is. It's, in, it's inflated. And is, is that based on, uh, on supplies and whatever that they're not selling? But I think the, the buyer fatigue is massive right now. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you're going to go buy a new house, like a new row home for 700000 a new one. You know, now you got more options. You, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at a new one. You want a new one, but then you're, you're looking saying, well, I can get, there's 20 that I can go see in the next week. And uh, they're well within my budget or under what the builder is charging right now. Yeah. You know, so and you can fix it up, do some renos, et cetera. You know, you can do it. You can do whatever. But anyways, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, the market's funny again, as, as we always say on tour rep, be informed, have the conversation, ask the questions, you know, don't believe everything that you hear right away. Believe like, none of what even, you hear and half of what you see. Yeah, don't even like don't even believe us. Go get some other information. You have to, you know. But believe believe us, but get get more information. Talk to somebody else. Make your own decisions. Don't be an ass. It's your life. Right now. How, how about we right roll now. right into the mood boost off that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Is that, the it. Show? Is that the show? That's great. That's uh, great. Okay. We're, right. we're, we're, we're 25, 30 in. I mean, I, it went quick. Uh, you know, uh, time travels fast when you're having fun. Whatever that's saying. I just got is. here. I, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mood boost? Let's go. Here we go. Yeah. I got uh, let's three or four. What do you guys want? I want four always. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, so my brother was a little, uh, a little delayed, but he did send them. So I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do two from T-Bone and, uh, and two from my pops. So I'm actually, uh, I'll go with my dad's first. So I got to pull my brother. So here's number one. Why doesn't McDonald's serve escargot? Because it's not fast mm-hmm. food. <laughs> I like that for many reasons. <laughs> Uh, number two, number two, hold on. I didn't freeze. Uh, how are stars like false? Let me start over. How are stars like false teeth? They both come out at night. (laughs) This is a good one. Number three, what do you call a number that can't keep still? A Roman numeral? 
Oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, I'm reading a book on the history of glue. I just can't seem to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. Four for four. Four for four, bud. Yeah, those are good. This week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are good. Last, those are all... weeks, last week's were shit. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't the only one. Um, I got I, I got a bonus one here. If you boil a funny bone, it becomes a laughing stock. That's that's, that's humorous. <laughs> that's good. Five, five, I'd say five for five on that. Yeah, I'm just throwing them out now. Just throwing darts. They, they came with the heat. Um, so just a reminder to everyone listening, we're currently creeping up on 200 subscribers and we, you know, I hate to ask, but if you can just smash that subscribe button eh, on YouTube, uh, we need three more, I think to get to 200. And, uh, as always, uh, the show will be released on Tuesday, fully edited show on Tuesday at 10 o'clock on, uh, all podcast platforms, YouTube, etc. And, uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, but if you go to northbrew.ca, you can get 20% off all coffee orders by just using the promo code podcast. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll wrap yes, it up. Let's we'll, do that. Uh, we'll see everyone back next Friday. Oh, next Friday is going to be the day after Canada Day. So we may all be a little uh, droopy eyed and uh, and lazy. But we'll, uh, we'll be here celebrating Canada and our beautiful country. I'll be camping. All right. The Wi-Fi signal should be great. Yeah, that's like perfect. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Did the deuces. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.